All right, you guys, welcome to another episode of Live at the Family Barbecue. It's your boy, A-Wall, up in here with my man, 100 Grand. I'm going to let him introduce himself one time. Hello, hello, it's Kincaid. Kincaid, with my brother A-Wall. How you guys doing? We're here, man. Yo, I'm, I'm glad to have you on, man. You know? I'm happy to be here. Yo, man, this is... Uh, me and Kay went to the, uh, what was it, the Now Hear This Fest podcast festival in October. Had a real good time at that, man. And we uh, had decided then we was definitely getting into the podcasting. So Most definitely. it's uh, good to see everything come to fruition. And uh, we're going to get into some topics, man, have some good conversations since Imani was acting Hollywood this week, <laughs> you know, so she couldn't make it. So we're about to have some fun. So let's get right into it. I know you've seen it, man. I did. I had to pull it up for you. So it was outrage a couple weeks ago. Yeah. About the Pepsi commercial. If you guys haven't seen it, check that out at YouTube. Uh, Pepsi commercial with Kendall Jenner. And um, this week, Heineken, they did basically, it it wasn't supposed to have nothing to do with it. They just did their own little spin on it. So, um, I mean, we'll start right there, man. Uh, If you don't, if you haven't seen the Heineken commercial, he'll. Let you know his thoughts on it, and then y'all can check it out afterwards. So, yeah, my guy, what was your thoughts about the Pepsi commercial and the Heineken commercial, and just how you feel about it? All right. The Pepsi commercial was exactly what it intended to be, a representation of the actor in it, Kendall Jenner. Mm. Superficial, mm. to say the least. Um <coughs> Excuse me. In a sense of, I say it's superficial in a sense of putting all these problems, you have all these minorities, all these different races. Basically, you're talking about all the problems of America, not just Black Lives Matter, just not feminism, just not women, but all the problems of America being solved with presenting a Pepsi. Yeah, granted, you're promoting a brand, but in my opinion... It was super superficial, and the fact that they had everyone to cheer for the officers, <laughs> like out of all things, not 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 the officers, like oh, dropping the weapons and showing love, and right. you had the <laughs> just the nigga drinking it, right? <laughs> just them drinking it, and and everyone being happy, and and yeah, this shit was simple to say the least. Nah, I feel you. I mean, like, I think it was the only reason we bring it up, because when I had seen it, I didn't even know about all the extra stuff, like black Twitter being upset about it, and them like, that shit hella disrespectful. (laughs) We can't fuck with Pepsi no more and all of that. I was like, yo, like, when I first seen it, I was just like, oh, this commercial was whack. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I seen what they was trying to do, and it was just like, oh, they ain't doing a good job. I ain't think nothing of it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I didn't take it like... They was blatantly trying to disrespect movements and things like that. I just think it could have been better orchestrated. And that's something we see all the time uh, in different forms of media with commercials and even movies and stuff. If you don't have people present in those rooms that actually represent, you know what I'm saying, those struggles and those things, then sometimes that can happen. Uh, And I just took it as that, but I didn't think it was, uh, you know, I wasn't about to go off the way. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't as serious. Like Exactly. People want to be mad anyway. Yeah, because my thing was like, Pepsi is owned by Coke. And I'm like, 
is niggas really just about to stop drinking Coke products? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, because they run all of that, so it's like, you know, I thought that like, it was fake outrage, but, you know, we had talked about that a little bit before, but you, you brought up some good points. So, fast forward, so the Heineken commercial then. Heineken commercial. Um, creative. Mm. Much needed. Open. Mm. It was much needed in the sense whereas it showed you if you work together what you can accomplish mm. without even judging first off but then once again once showing that you're human and we all have the same abilities to connect right now let's let's dialogue about it mm-hmm. um, and and Heineken did the same thing as Pepsi did by putting their product right, in and right. saying like hey you know let's ha- let's have a beer about it same way let's let's hydrate mm-hmm. you know but um the whole experience itself, the experiment mm-hmm. itself, it was necessary. It was mm-hmm. almost like science. Right. So, yeah, I liked it. I thought it was dope, too, man, because, like you said, I just thought it was a creative way to go about. like, Because that's, that's naturally what we do, even if we, like, you know, we'd be in a sports bar or anything else. Mm-hmm. Like, you sit down with someone, like, you don't know nothing about them. You just be watching the game, having right. a beer, and then right. dialogue begins. You're not worried about y'all differences because you know you sitting here over a beer. We here to well, eat, and drink, cost. right? That's yeah, it. it so um, I thought it was dope. I thought it was executed perfectly, creative the way you said, and I thought it actually dove into some of the issues. You know what I'm saying? Like it gave them a chance to explain some of the things that, uh, you know, how they felt about those issues. So I thought it was dope, man. I definitely thought it was dope. So uh, take notes, Pepsi. You know, it's a chance for you to redeem yourselves, man. So really check that out. And um, I thought that was uh, I thought that was real good. And especially in the light. Did you see uh, you heard about the uh, the 15 year old that got killed? Um, I forgot the brother's name, man. I got to look it up. But uh, what what city was this? I'm not sure. I know it happened like over the weekend. These 15 year olds in high, 15 years old high school, and uh, the police officer shot him in the car when him and his brother was driving away. And um, you know, so again, you know, we're dealing with some shit. I haven't heard that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, talk to me about this music, bro. You said you had an issue with uh, my statement. For anybody who doesn't know, I had uh, I had put up on Facebook that I, Amir Walton, mm. your boy, A Whistle, felt that Joey Badass album was better than Kendrick's. That's how I felt. So my guy here, he we was driving, you know, and he 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 looked at me with a real look of frustration, <laughs> frustration and disgust, you know. So I wanted to hear his take <laughs> on what he thought about this album. I was appalled. That oh you my! Said. Oh my goodness! Your name ain't Paul. No, I was appalled. But and I say that to say not not to say that Joey Badass album wasn't great. I mean, in a sense of complexity and creativity because at this point like Joy Badass is rapping and he's speaking about what we were what we were already learned you know we already learned that at age 19 20 21 being conscious or uh, being enlightened and studying Dr. Kwesi etc mm-hmm. right I mean we, we that was the first time we met we had a conversation like that mm-hmm. but I feel like he's speaking the external he's speaking 
what's happening right now, good vibes, how you feel, all the, all the things that's obvious. Now, what Kendrick was doing, in my opinion, was speaking the internal effects of all those things happening mm-hmm. in a, in such a depth way. Whereas I relate because I'm I'm late eighties, early nineties, baby. You mm-hmm. dig? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, um, yeah, I, I'm aware of this badass. I'm aware of what's going on, um, Kendrick. Okay, I'm aware of what's going on, but let's spiritually and mentally deal with it. Mm-hmm. Let's go inside and, and and really touch on the things that happen. Fear, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you're talking about the fear that you face when you're a child, the fear you face when you're a teenager. Like I really felt like that at 17. Like I could die. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and then the fear you feel in the 27, even with such accolades, and we always feel fear. That's fear and love. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why I fuck with Kendrick's more than the Badass album. Why? What's your should take, bro. All right, so I'm like I'm I'm listening to it like it's like you know Kendrick, one of my guys. So it wasn't right. like I don't fuck with Kendrick, but to me it was uh, I love the clarity of it. Mm-hmm. I felt like the thoughts were uh, pure, were clear. I felt like the production was cohesive. Mm-hmm. I felt like with uh, Kendrick's, it was kind of all over the place in some points with it. You know, and that's just kind of his style too. Mm-hmm. You know, because even with him, like I, I hate it, bro. I'm not gonna lie. When he switches voice, bro, I do not like. Yo, Kendrick, you my man, but I do not like that shit, bro. Like even on the goosebump shit, yeah. <laughs> like, bro. Yo, I just don't. I don't. I really don't like. And I like how. Uh, you know the the bars like I feel like Joey like he he is gonna rap his ad like that's what it's gonna come down to like he gonna rap this is what I'm trying to get across I'm gonna rap about it you gonna know exactly how I feel about it yeah and I won't have no questions about it and um that was it like I mean because I think Kendrick's joint uh I don't know if it was a good follow up to to Pimple Butterfly like I felt I almost felt like this one. Should have been before to Pimple Butterfly. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because I felt like it was dealing more with the internal. And then to Pimple Butterfly was kind of like that blossoming. I almost thought like, I don't know if it, it, I wouldn't say a step back, but I almost felt like it was almost out of order with it. Because I felt like he's been telling the story kind of like even with his career mm-hmm. from, you know, Section 80 to Good Kid, Mad City to, to Pimple Butterfly and then damn. So I don't know. I was like, did it revert? Like you know what I'm saying? Because it was some of the same issues touched on. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that was me personally. I see. I see. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you know, like I, I love the beats on uh, Joey Badass's joint. I see him uh, growing and growing. And I don't know, bro. I think he's talented as fuck, bro. Yeah. For him to be like 20 years old, like I don't know. That like, the man is ill. But you know, that's not to take anything from Kendrick. But yes. I did like Joey Badass. <laughs> Wait, which one you like better more? Which one you like uh, more out of uh, Kendrick's and Drake's? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I say it right now, Drake. <laughs> I said, I don't care what nobody say. Yo, hey, sacrifices, nah. fam. When I listen to that, it get me in my zone. Yeah, it is. It, it get me that in my... That shit hot. No, vibe-wise, vibe-wise, yeah. But, man, if you talking about, like I said, touching on eternal issues and moving the culture forward 
like spiritually as a, like as a divine as a divine aspect of the game. You know what I'm saying? You got to ride with Kendrick, but it's all of us. We all connected. That's right. why the same way Ken, you can do a song like Humble by Kendrick and it still got that same vibe. Like, we all connected at this point, and it's not that we're dead. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're evolving. Right. This the vibe. Right. That's how we rocking. That dank. My man just tapped in. <laughs> Dig it. Billy! But, uh. Shouts out to that dank, man. Yeah, nah, I, I feel it, bro. I feel it. And, uh. If it comes down to bars, of course, there's always gonna be Kendrick. You know what I'm saying? But. On some like just the album, just, just, just beautiful work, bro. <laughs> just beauty mm-hmm. and that sacrifices, but you know we'll see. Cause I, I said this. I want to know what you think about it too. I said I feel like I think Drake is the most versatile artist of all time. Hmm. Versatile. I say that because. When it's rapping, he's rapped with everybody from Little Brother mm-hmm. to Jay Z to Nas mm-hmm. to Future mm-hmm. to Two Chains mm-hmm. to Migos. He's sung with Beyonce to Rihanna yeah. to the Janae Eichos to the J Lo's. Well, damn. Yeah. Because I was thinking, I mean, because. Immediately, you gotta when you talk about versatile, you gotta put people who rap and sing into it. So you talking about like Lauren Hill, right? You talking about Andre Three Thousand, right? You talking about uh, who's some other good ones? They rap, Kid rap Cudi. and sing, Kanye. Yeah, yeah, Kanye. That's the other one I was thinking about too, Kanye. So um, I don't know what you think, man. Versatile, yeah, man, yeah, very, and I would, I would say that right now, cause I, it's only because no one else comes to mind, and that's saying something. We need it all. We need it all, though, bro. Cause I'm saying everything from like the, he's doing like African joints, mm-hmm. to like R and B. Yeah, I'm like, God damn, hey, bro. Hey, um, reggaeton, Re- <laughs> he out here. Yeah, so I'm like, God damn, man. Yo, so one of my homegirls, she had caught me up, too, the other day, man. She had, uh, I wanted to get your perspective on this. Uh, she was asking me about it because she felt like uh, she was dealing with a guy. And um, she's uh, she in school to be a doctor, so she's on her way there. She's not there yet. So currently the dude is making more money than her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as soon as she's done, of course, hers is going to elevate. She's going to be making whatever she's going to be making. So they were talking about they've been dating for like six months. And she felt like um, once uh, she told him, actually, that she felt like they need to make uh, a certain amount of money for them to be comfortable, like with their kids, like for the life that they want to live, schools they want to send their kids to, trips they want to take. Mm-hmm. And it was more than he was making like at the time. And she felt like he got kind of intimidated by it, and they kind of like he kind of just broke it off. Like he stepped back after that. Mm. So, do you think in dating, like it's important for a man to make more money than his woman? 
No. It's not important. Explain. I I agree with you. Um, you're building as a team. Mm-hmm. And when you have a team, you understand that certain players do certain things. Some may advance in certain areas than others, mm-hmm. right? But nonetheless, you all delegated certain duties. So the team has to work. So let's say the woman, she may be able to maneuver in a certain area to gain financial funds more so than he can at the time. He may be doing something as well. Mm-hmm. But the goal is to cohesively come together. Mm-hmm. So shit, it doesn't matter who's making more now. It also depends on what you bring to the table and what you do. Mm-hmm. So it can be balanced out, man. I don't think, me personally, um, I don't think it matters. But at the same time, um, shit, I'm focusing on two habits because it just... It like remember I told you I was telling you man like women seek security and men seek beauty, mm-hmm. you know. So in a sense, she wants to feel secure. But if she if if you if you all are both making money and she's secure anyway, mm-hmm. isn't that the goal accomplished? Mm-hmm. Like shit, what you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's real. You think it? You think it's an ego thing? Because I feel like we come up in a time like where kind of like a man feel like he's supposed to be doing it. Like, I had a homeboy that told me that, like, my wife can't make more money than me. I'm like, well, then, like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? What you going to do if she ends up making a startup or something like that? Well, you know, it could be anything. Right. And she worth $100 million. Like, now she can't. Right. You know, so I don't think, you know, it's like you said, I think it just needs to be, y'all need to have a plan together and how we gonna work to get it together like you said I think that's the most important thing because to me when she told me I was like even if I didn't have it like that if I was him or you wasn't gonna have it like that like to me just with my personality if this is a woman like I love like and I see myself with like shit I'm gonna work to get it I'm gonna try and work it like I'm not gonna take that as something as uh you know Intimidated, like I'm gonna be intimidated right. by, like right. I can't do that, like you know what I'm saying? Right. It's like we can find a way to work this shit out, you know. So I think uh, I think that's something we gotta we gotta talk about, man, fellas. Your girls can make they can make more money, man. You just gotta be working together towards something, right? Be a value, exactly. More than anything, man. Be a value because. This money, this this is just a tool. Mm-hmm. It's it's just a tool, man. Shit. If you if you working, if you have the best health care you can possibly have, goddamn, if you can take a trip when you want to, you can you can provide means and be happy. Shit. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. I feel it. I feel it. How you feel about? We had another conversation about this too, bro. Women. Oh, shit. No, wait a minute. <laughs> no, it's funny because my man he has sent me a he has sent me a picture. No, he has sent me like a uh, what, what the fuck was it? A um, a website for like you know these women like um, you know they were taking photos like naked. Like this was like they are. They was just you know tell, doing photos like you know just naked. Everything was naked, and I you know we had put it in like a group chat. Like it was like mixed read. Responses from the fellas, it's like, 
you know, if I'm a man, like, do I want, if I'm looking for somebody, like, do I want my girls, like, titties on the internet? (laughs) (laughs) Do I want that on the internet? You know what I'm saying? It's like, where, where is the boundaries, like, you know, with your, with your art? Yeah. And like, you know, man, because I even heard people like, I've heard even women and like even some fellas had explained this to me like, oh, well, they're doing it like this is like to empower girls and things like that. To, yeah. And I'm just like, that's that's how you is that how you, is that how you get comfortable with your body? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to bring a girl on here too, like a woman and ask her, you know what I'm saying? Because I know we just chopping it up. Right. But I don't know, man. What you think? Man, to each his own. At the end, I mean, I feel like that's an ego thing as well, like uh, showing ownership of something. But it's still the physical form. It's just bodies. Like everybody got titties. Everybody got mm-hmm. nipples and shit. You know. Mm-hmm. And it depends on what type of man you are, what type of relationship you want to have. Because in my opinion, it's nothing. If you was dating Nicki Minaj or Beyonce or some shit, and if they titties come out or Jan- Jackson, like that was by know. accident though. <laughs> right. Either way, wait, you no, wait a yes. That's different though. Yeah. Wait a minute, it's a different if it happened on accident, bro. Like yo, my man yeah. Justin ripped it off. Like, yeah, yo. and a woman. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna keep it real. I wouldn't, bro. I don't, I don't want my, I don't, and that's again what's that says ego shit. Yes, it might be, it might be sure, ego, bro. but shit. <laughs> you don't want because that's the type of man we are. That's what I'm saying to each his own. Because right. shit, some men marry porn stars. Mm. You know, some men shit marry. You know, Holly Berry. You seen Holly Berry titties? Shit. You think? It's like, and that's a film you getting paid for, whatever. I don't care what you're doing for empower. And shouts out to Snatch Power as well. Like, um, it ain't a problem. So basically, Ken K is saying, all you niggas talking about you wouldn't talk to a girl who had her titties out will all talk a wife up, Holly Berry. Man, basically, man. And you being, you being soft about it. <laughs> Not being broad-minded, man. If you, hey. Show you, show you tears. You go to Bourbon Street, shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you leave a girl out drinking. <laughs> but wait a minute. But what you trying to do with girls that you see on Bourbon Street, man? Right? Showing like, for for beads. What, uh, what you out there for? What I what? <laughs> what you out there for? Uh, I don't know. Man. All right. <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. I think it just got to be, it definitely has to be uh, some responsibility taken with it for sure. Like, you know, right. it's like with great power with anything, like, you know what I'm saying? I'm probably not about to walk out here with my dick out, man, just man. To, to, to try and make fellas feel more comfortable. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> just being real, but, but you know. It's a different, uh, you know. It's are different. They, were they completely naked, or was it just? No, it was completely naked. Oh, and just, yeah, I, I watched a video the other day um, with the with the young woman. Ooh. She's like, she was standing her ass naked on the dock. On the on, dock. On the dock. On the patio. On the dock of the bay. On the patio, bro. On like shit, like oh, this written. I'm telling you. She turned around. She said, "Oh, hey," but she she made some valid points. Oh, I know which one you talking about too. Right. The girl with the I didn't even watch the video though. 
Yeah. I just <laughs> seen it. I was like, oh, I don't like them two. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. I'm playing. <laughs> but I'm not. Damn. So what she was talking about? Man, I can't recall right now. She ain't make no good points then if you don't did. remember nothing. Not if you don't remember nothing, Kate. Come on, man. I should never even brought it up. Come on, man. We'll get to it. It'll come to me in a second. All right, what else going on in the world? Let's not talk about Donald Trump, man. Ooh. I don't got nothing for that. Damn. I'm just saying. <sighs> Real talk. Fuck that guy. But fuck, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck Donald. I'll tell you, look, I call, why, why I call fuck him Donald. That? But it's just not him, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, man, it's, we knew he was an idiot. I'm disappointed in the people who voted for him. You know, what What we got? Corey, what's good, baby? My man. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's a lot of fake outrage with that, too, though, bro. I'm going to keep it real. Granted, a lot of it is just dude, but it's a lot of people not doing their research with that, man. We need we need a lot more for it. And that's just with everything in general, just doing some more research with it, but... You know how that shit go. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can I talk to you? You so you South Memphis pimping. I don't know if y'all know that about oh, my boy King K. He's South Memphis to the core. What's your uh, who who were who was the people that like? I know a lot of people don't know about the play of flies and them like mm-hmm. that. But who was it? Who is Memphis, man? When it comes to like hip hop, like who is that core group of folks? Is it people outside of the three sixes? Man, everyone. Like, believe it or not, man, every every artist right now you hear from Memphis, they really, you know, exude Memphis. It's not a big city. Mm-hmm. But um, Gotti. Gotti definitely, um, I think he is a great representation of Memphis right now. Mm-hmm. Off every, I mean everyone. Man. Every, if you if you come from poverty, goddamn it, and you're able to to gain a certain amount of um, success and financial means in this society, you've you've surpassed a lot of obstacles. Right. So all those guys, man, Dolph. But if you're talking about, I fuck with Dolph too. I need to Dolph. listen to some more of his stuff. Yeah, fuck with Dolph for sure. Uh, and like I said, man, I'm, I'm like a positive cat, so shit. I want to support them all. Mm-hmm. I do support them all. And Tommy Wright the third. Who's that? Uh, he's a cat out of uh, out of South Memphis as well. He's a cat out of Memphis as well. And shit, he just put on. I hear people from the Bay Area mention like Tommy Wright the third. You know what I'm saying? Like he's a, he was an underground artist, but he just did some um, some heavy things in the industry. Mm. Play a fly, definitely. Heavy influence, gangster black. I gotta yeah. check out some of these folks, man. Yeah, Cause man. y'all, with me, it was three six growing up, man. Mm-hmm. It was, yo, you know my favorite song from them. Like people don't fuck with, but I was like, yo, ever since I can remember, I've been popping my collar, popping my collar. That was my shit. For real, for real. But you're a poet too, man. And you know we've done music and stuff together, so. For the up-and-coming poets out there, because I know you've been at the craft for a long time, what you, what do you think are some of the most uh, 
the best qualities of a good poet and what it takes to be a good poet. Man, empathy. Empathy and honesty. Mm. That That's um, being able to convey it because, I mean, you don't necessarily have to be a spoken word artist such as myself. You can also be, you know, a writer. Right. Whereas your works or your art's meant to be read. But most importantly, um, self self realization, honesty, and empathy. Mm. That's that's what creates a, a great poet, in my opinion. And what you what about your process? Like what you take with you. Or would it not what you take with you, but uh, what's your process like when it comes to writing? Because I know a lot of people, some people, they just bang poems and songs out, like, you know what I'm saying? Every right. day, every hour. Right. Like, and some people are a little bit more calculated with how they do it. They just want to, you know, they want to live life, experience things, and then come back to writing. So, how's your process? Right. Inspiration. Um you almost over time I learned like I have to sit down and force myself to write because I live mm-hmm. I live more than anything like I said empathy I'm sensitive mm-hmm. which is here one of the reasons why I smoke weed man god damn it my senses be heightened I feel everything right you know and that's why I can always um, I can always rationalize shit for people and I'm understanding mm-hmm. but that process alone of living Experiencing, understanding, thinking, shit, and like throughout the day, I might feel like I want to say something, and I play it in my head. And I write it. I either record it on my phone or write it down. Mm-hmm. Then, like I said, when I force myself to write, um, we sit down and we listen to those things that I've recorded over time, or thoughts, mm-hmm. or sometimes I just feel inspired and, and write a, a complete poem right there. Right, but. Um, that's that's what's been happening as of lately. Yeah, no, I don't know. You speak on a good thing too, man. With the honesty, I think that's just what life too in general is just being honest with yourself. And because um, I think right, we come in a time, especially with social media and things like that, we all try and live to satisfy others. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean satisfy others and like. Sometimes we don't be comfortable with our own struggles. Like we just wanna, we wanna almost fake it, fake it till we make it type shit. And I think it's a beauty that goes in that struggle because you find that a lot of people connect with that struggle. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people are going through their own things that we don't even know about. And the only way to really get those ideas out and um, you know collab and make you know change, I think, is to be honest with ourselves and with our thoughts and that whole type of process. So I agree with you. We had got a uh we had got a question uh last week I thought that it'd be good for you to answer too. Um especially since you deal with poems and you know poetry and things like that. But um a guy had tweeted us and asked us what we thought um young boys or uh yeah black boys and black men should do uh to start being able uh you know to express their emotions better. Like, what's a good thing for them to be able to do to express their emotions? You know, is it poetry? Is it uh, having more arts and things in the classroom? Is it having group sessions in classes, like, when they're growing up? Like, Mm -hmm. 
what is ways for us to, um, you know, express more emotions coming up. Because there's a lot of brothers, man, they, they, it's built up emotion like that. They don't right. get out. And I think a lot of people do actually get it out. It just may not be in the most constructive way. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Or in a, uh, you know, in a positive way. So right. what you think? Man. We we need men. Each one teach one. Mm-hmm. We need we need some some real men that's that's balanced and focused and able to convey and start group meetings. Mm, yeah. You know, and I and I truly believe that because there's you, women have group meetings, you know, you look at Oprah, Yana Van Zandt, all these things where they speak about their feelings and how they feel, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And they help them evolve, you know, mentally and spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally, releasing, releasing certain things where we don't always touch on because we've been taught to show no emotion. Suppress them. Mm-hmm. Exactly, you know, and, and we react in other ways. Um, and that's just not healthy. Mm-hmm. It's not, and and most of us don't know. We don't know how, we don't know how to express these things. We don't know how to talk about it. We feel like it's uh, feminine mm-hmm. to do so, but understanding uh, masculine and feminine energy, you need both for life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn it. My pops didn't shoot me out his damn self and shit. My mama didn't right. have me by a damn self. That's right. You know, but having that that mental balance, you know, but still. Honoring yourself as a man, mm-hmm. um, so that's what I'm saying. Only real men can do this. Can, can start these meetings or have group meetings and, mm-hmm. and um, mentor men like yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talk to these cats, to these young brothers. I mean, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Shit, and, and and pretty soon joining forces with with women, mm-hmm. you know, and and having these discussions because at the end of the day we're all human. That's how the shit gonna come. That's how we're gonna come together. Right. To, to it, girl. Yeah. Right. No, I agree, and I think it's like first. I think it's with the home. I think like as I always go back to that, bro. It's just when you have a good mom and a good dad at your house, balance. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That balance that you're talking about, and you can start there yep. and give them a good foundation. Yeah. Then you don't have to worry about, you know, them not knowing how to express those emotions because yeah. you've got parents in the household that's constantly want them to do that. Mm-hmm. And then I think it goes a step further, like you said, then it goes into the community. You know, our problem is, too, like I remember with me, we had all sorts of after-school programs where we had, like, black students from the colleges coming in. They was tutoring. They were just mentoring and things like that. And that's when I was in high school. And now, all of a sudden, they ain't got those no more. You know? So uh, we got to find a way, man, to start building that family back up and then just start getting more close-knit with our community because I think it is it's, – uh, it's going to take both of us because there's certain things that women want to see out of us, you know, that we need to know from them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the only way we can do that is to have that conversation. And then as men, we can get in the room together and say, yo, this is something that we need to work on. Right. We can't ignore this, you know, right. because it's clearly an issue if they talking about it, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, yeah, I think you're exactly right, though, man. I think you're exactly right. Um, top five. Top five artists of all time, man. Ooh, I try and ask everybody who come on the show. I need your top five artists, and then I need your top album when you like 
when you just need to be motivated. Like this, the the one album that gets you going. Uh, yeah. So I need your top five, and then I need the album that gets you going. Artist of all time. Is, are we we speaking hip hop yeah. or are we speaking oh, everything? Everything, because you're gonna be you know constantly on the show. But I want them to you know know. God. Who you are, you know what I'm saying? So they can come back to this and then they have a little idea about who you are. So when you're on here, it's just like, oh, you know, that's, you know, he Memphis. He he's South go. Memphis Pippen. Man. What's up, world? What's up, world? We in here. Uh. <laughs> yeah, my girl, uh, Maya, she said, masculine and feminine energy is key. Thumbs up. Mm. When you coming on the show, Maya? Mm. What's happening? So yeah, top five, my guy. Top five, Marvin Gaye, number one. Oh. Marvin Gaye, number one. Um, Tupac Shakur, two. Bob Marley, three. Mm. I gotta do it. Bobby Womack, four. <laughs> I gotta do it. You met Bobby too, right? Yeah, man. It's a heavy influence, man. My mom, man. It's, yeah, Bobby near and dear. And five. God damn it. <laughs> Motherfucker. It's, you know who it's looking like, bro? Who? It's looking like Jay Z, man. Jigga? <laughs> it's looking like Jay Z. Jigga, Jigga, that yeah, nigga, Jigga. Nah, it's, damn. It's tough, that's, ain't it? That's, that's tough, man. So let me ask you this, because me and my man Mo had talked about this before, because I want you to talk about it. I feel like, and a lot of people feel like, Tupac don't have no classic albums, bro. Ooh. He has a great catalog, yeah, a body of songs that we all go back to. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like his cat, like one album that you look like, oh shit, like that was it. Nah, he do, bro. Uh, Which one? All eyes on me. You said everything. Wait a minute. Hold up, bro. Oh, don't man, do that. Hold up. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, this is my problem. This about my like pro- Wait a minute. Hold up. Before you go, this is my problem with folks. <laughs> and I had this same thing happen when I was talking about Kendrick Day. Uh, these folks tried to come at my head like, no, Kendrick. I was like, bro. Like, so which was, they said all his albums is classic. <laughs> and all of them. All the Tupac's albums is classic. I was yeah, like, bro, first off. <laughs> You not doing that man no justice talking about all the work is the same. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you can't say that. <laughs> like, he got to have something that's better than something else. You know what I'm saying? Everything can't be classic. Shit, Machiavelli is classic, man. What you talking about? Seven Day Theory. I did fuck with Seven Day Theory. That's the, to Live and Die in L.A. was on that one, right? Yeah, man. I did. Yeah, I yeah, fuck yeah, with that on, one. man. Right. It's white man's world, et cetera. Bro, it's, and you said, we named, you said top, like, artists. Right. It's a whole. right. I'm listening to you, bro. You yeah. just you talking. To, I'm just listening. Everything the man representing what he did, the the influence mm-hmm. on touching the masses. You know what I'm saying? To be honest, like shit, Michael Jackson should have probably been in there. And goddamn oh, it, shit, Prince. Goddamn. Like I and I mean that, but it, I only got five. <laughs> Somebody got get left out. And we talking about what I guess what influenced me as a man. That they they gave me that yeah. soul yeah. shit, so that's why those guys are there five and shit. You got everything you need right there. If you got Pac, you got Marley, you got. So wait a minute, so because you ain't answer the question either though, bro. What's so up? what album? What's his best album? Ooh, Tupac's best album. Okay, um, 
If not all eyes on me, um, Machiavelli. That's the one. I want to say Machiavelli, but um, damn, I can't. I can't recall it right now. I can't recall. I want to say Machiavelli, man, because that's when he he meant. What that was the one right before he passed. Yeah, came out of yep. He meant what he said, and that that was the realization. That's that was the truth. That was him calling everything yeah, out. That's true. And and left it. So, yeah. And then all this come on, bro. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. Yeah, I, I bought that one. I, just, I I love that album. You know when I knew, I think it's it's certain types of artists, bro. That's just it's just different. That. That reach is just something special. Um, when I knew, like, you know, with Tupac, because there's people all over the world, you'll see murals of Tupac everywhere. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, my homeboy, he was living in uh, Egypt for like a few months, and they have a whole hotel dedicated to Bob Marley. And he's never even been there, like, but the whole hotel is like dedicated to Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. And um, I was talking to these guys. One was from Brazil. The other one was from France. Another guy was from Italy. You know, down in Santa Monica, you meet yeah. some of everybody. So I was down there. I think I forgot what, what spot we was at. But I was just chopping it up with them. And then they all started uh, talking to me about uh, Bob Marley. Like mm. They were just like, yo, he the greatest artist ever. And like that shit tripped me out, bro, mm. that somebody from Jamaica... You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Could be viewed around the world, you know, to white people, Latin people, all of these people as like the greatest person, you know what I'm saying, to ever right. make music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? To be able to touch people like that. Like that's something only a few artists have. And I think that's what you're talking about. Like, especially when you start talking about those top five artists, like all of those guys you name mm. is people like whose reach is like I'm saying, if they don't feel you from here mm. to Botswana, like <laughs> right. I don't think you can't be in that fucking yeah in that list. So uh, I'm with you 100. percent But yeah, I mean Michael Jackson. I know you had said we can't leave, but goddamn, we gotta <laughs> we gotta give Michael Jackson a goddamn Ooh. shout out. Got on the right, right, right. Even if he ain't in the top five, yeah. but yeah. Um, and then your album, the one that you go to when. You feel me? You got to get it. My man, I don't know if you listened to the one with uh, Anthony uh, Lucas on here. He was like, Urban Legend or The Blueprint. That was it. He said, that was the ones he got. Oh, this nigga, when you see me in the street, you don't know me. Motivation. (laughs) Yeah, um, definitely Urban Legend. Uh, We was shit. What else? Because I, I can't say the blueprint right now, but you know. Blueprint 5 Mike should have been signed twice. Mm. Oh, the Black Album. <laughs> Devin said All Eyes on Me is a classic. <laughs> Whatever, Devin. <laughs> <laughs> he knows it. <laughs> That's a classic. These are the two biggest Tupac fans I know. That. I got to get Devin on here one time, too. We all got to get in here and just chop it up. My bad. Yeah. So which albums is it? I want to say the Black Album. Are you not entertained? Yo, he said that too. Matter of fact, I think he said the Blueprint and the Black Album. For real? Man, man. that put you on your shit. That's that. That's when. That's that boss talk. 
You get dirt off your shoulder. No, not even. That's the least for me. We talking about. (laughs) Hey, you getting a little little emotional with that. (laughs) (laughs) He said, he said, crackers gonna act like I ain't on their ass. Yeah. Mm Come on. Uh-huh. What more can I, I say? say? Right. That song, Loki, that's one of his that, best joints ever. Because he was showing, he was showing black excellence in a sense, in like being worldly. Mm-hmm. Like because now you're stepping into an arena with every culture, mm-hmm. every type of culture. So okay, yeah, stand up, black man, because he represents America, mm-hmm. American black man. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. what's up? Damn, if I don't do it, like right. that's why can't nobody take shit from him because he that's he's laying the blueprint. He somebody got to do it, you know what I'm saying? Nas can't he can't do what Nas do. Nas ain't doing what he doing. Right, but together, like I said, come together, black man. Yo, he said, yo, I'm overcharging niggas for what they did to the cold crush. What you talking about? Give me some. Give me some. I'm overcharging them. That's dope, man. That's just real had dope. the boss to do it for often. You just had the boss. What? I mean, yo, hope in my top five. Yeah, I ain't got. I have no issues or qualms <laughs> with that, brother. So I'm with it. So um, yeah. anyway, man. Um, if it's nothing else you want to uh, touch on, man, we can uh, get ready to wrap it up. Um, I definitely. If you got something in you, just let me know. If you got a little poem, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Saw it real quick. If you guys, if not, it's cool. Hey, we, but it can have something, you know, it's on you. You my brother, bro. You always, you know, you got it. So, you know, just get a, get, get, get a good one. Just a sample. Just a sample. Because we got, we got music coming out too, man. Man, what you said. Music. We made Memphis City Blues, bro. Mm. I might have to just put it at the end of one of these episodes so they understand. Yeah. Just the last verse. Yeah. Just the back and forth. Yeah. Peace, King. Peace, God. Yeah. Come on, man. Nah, don't Memphis City Blues. Boy, they ain't even heard. Mm, they ain't even heard the new. Though. The new new. <laughs> mm, come on, show no. Right, 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 right. Okay. I spend my weekends at upscale bars within dirty alleys. Trampled by vans, sneakers, and checkerboards, kids racing for the rallies. Each one dies, who's taking tally? So I feel like we living in hell. Or just what it seems, we searching for heaven while chasing our dreams. Vanilla ice cream on top of hot wings. Dripping that sauce, yet I come out so clean Emerging from ash while spreading my wings Dragon tails, fight the Lord of the Rings Harry Potter, take the spell off of me I picked up the pot and I planted my seeds Now blood on my leaves, you see what I reap I reap what I sowed in response to my soul Picking cherries out of bowls Baby girl, pick her nose Dirty fingers, I know Rolling weed that you smoke Bad lungs so you choke Bitcoins for the dope Bitcoins for my quotes Too smart to be broke Pimping since I've been woke. Gotta get it. Hold <laughs> oh, my quotes. God damn it. <laughs> the podcast is on fire. <laughs> God damn. Yo, we got new stuff on the way. On that note, man, 
Make sure you go to Get Far Magazine. I forgot to shout out and let you guys know. Yeah. Uh, King Kate is actually our creative director at the magazine. I forgot to say that, but yeah. so he's helping us build the brand. So check out the magazine. Yes. Add us. Let us know how the podcast could be better. The magazine, all of that, and you know, I'm gonna end it with Imani's goodbye and say, you know, Akuna Matata niggas. <laughs> Peace. Yes.